day, all you beautiful souls. We hope you're having a wonderful week. And today, Danielle and I are going to talk about attractiveness. You know, and there's a lot of different ways to take a look at attractiveness. Um, mind, body, soul, right? I think what we focus on and think about first is the body, our outward appearance. You know, how do we look? How's our hair? How's our skin? How's our... Um, body look, uh, you know, what are we wearing? You know, how do we look attractive physically to, for ourselves and for the world? And, and then there is this other piece that's so powerful, which is the soul and the mind and who we show up as in the world. You know, what is our energy? How are we treating others? How are we showing, uh, kindness and empathy and compassion and interest and curiosity and genuine um, interest in other people, right? And there's so many ways that we can enhance our our attractiveness to other people. Um, and we're going to talk about that. So let's get going. Danielle, when we talk about beauty and attractiveness, what do you think about? Well, for me, it's a combination of a lot of things. Like, obviously, the first thing you see is the outer shell, right? But once mm -hmm. you start to talk to that person, that's when I think that's when the real beauty shines through. Right. Okay. Right. But that, do you think most people, when you say that, Hey, do you think that person's pretty or beautiful or handsome or attractive? What do you think most people are thinking that we're talking about? Um, well, I think generally speaking, probably the outer appearance, mm -hmm. um, especially if it's a stranger, you know, mm -hmm. like if I, if I'm watching TV or something and there's a, a beautiful person, you know, that's kind of what you're referring to, mm -hmm. but, uh, so I guess, I don't know. It depends on the context. It depends mm -hmm. like if you know them or if you don't know them. Exactly. And, and so if we don't know them, obviously that's, there's no other data to look at. You would just, right. that's all we have is the outward appearance. But when we do know somebody, I think we all know people that are on the outside, beautiful, yeah. but then their behavior or the way they show up in life takes yeah. away points because they're not so pretty on the inside. Yeah. And then there is people who on the opposite side is like, they're, you know, they're average looking, you know, but they're such a beautiful human that they actually like grow in beauty because of the qualities that they show up with. Right. You know, so it's, it's interesting to talk about this attractiveness, beauty sort of ideal when we're describing humans without looking at, at it holistically right yeah what makes people attractive and you know in this whole instagram social media era where everything is you know everything's got filters and everything's about the the beauty that's just superficial it's really can can allow people to get focused on the wrong thing for beauty mm -hmm. i have to pay attention to what people are just seeing on the outside and, and maybe I'm not paying as much attention to what they're seeing on the inside and what I'm putting out in terms of energy to the world or what I'm putting out in terms of my qualities as a human being. So I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about not the, the outside shell, but what do we do? What are the ways that we can become more beautiful, become more attractive, or the, the, the qualities that we see in others that go, oh, like they just grow on you. You just, they become more and more attractive as human beings because of who they are when they show up, right? So, so many ways to enhance and grow our beauty energy, our attractiveness energy. 
by more than just throwing a filter on a picture, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and it's really hard in this day and age because of we live in such an, you know, in the Instagram world. Absolutely. So I think this, you know, it is um, challenging. Yeah. And so I was doing a little research on this uh, as we were talking about this and like, well, let me, let, let's take a look. And I found this really cool article on it uh, that was written by uh, Barry Devret. And I found it in Medium because I read so many little articles in Medium because they're usually like five minute reads, which I'm great on the five minute reads. <laughs> if it says like 20 minutes, like I don't have time for that. Yeah. But, um, and this was a, a whole article based on just like just what we're talking about. And uh, Barry actually lists 10 qualities that can make a person be much more attractive. So I thought, hey, let's let's break these down and take a look at them and see what we think. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So number one on the list is be willing to do your own thing, even when it's not popular. Right. So what about doing your own thing and being your own person? What makes that an attractive quality? Um, well, I think, you know, not always going with what the popular opinion is at the time, I guess, just especially if it's not something that you believe in, because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you can, people can, can see through that, I guess, if you will, yeah. like if you're, if you're one of those people that's just like agreeing because you think you're supposed to agree. Okay. So they attract, it would not be attractive to have someone just be a follower. That's not really thinking through things. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're just following. Right. And that's not an attractive trait because that doesn't show that there there's any sort of deep critical thinking going on, or they're not thinking through their, their position. They're just sort of fitting in, going along and not really having much of opinion. And you're right. That would, that's not an attractive quality. Right. So I the think opposite that, of that is, is definitely I, attractive. Yeah. I think there's a time and place to where you do kind of just go with the flow. If it's, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like well, when you're in a group setting, when you're in a group setting and, and the, I, I, you know, I, this is perfect because do you ever like you're at a party or, or you're at a, at a social situation and somebody decides that they're going to voice their not so popular opinion about politics or that's about a, religion yes, and exactly you're like, right. uh, not here. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> right. It's like, it's inappropriate in the context of where you are. Right. You now, if you're like maybe in another situation and, and, the, and this is what we're talking about, that's another situation. But again, the, this whole, like doing your own thing when it's not popular does have its appropriate place. Otherwise exactly. you're just a kook. <laughs> or somebody who's just trying to stir the pot and that's not attractive no 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 it's definitely not attractive not. at all <laughs> no. in fact please leave exit stage left <laughs> you probably will find that you will stop being invited to parties if that's exactly <laughs> and that is just not that, that this is what we take away from the attractiveness yeah. so the attractiveness comes in hey be your own person be your own unique style but definitely be smart and intelligent about how you you know, interacting big groups and not, you know, showing up and being like, you know, putting everybody else down because they don't agree with your, they're not doing the same thing you're doing. You have to sort of just have a quiet sort of confidence about you when you right. are a little different and let, let your actions and let your confidence speak for, for who you are. Yeah. And remember that your uniqueness is powerful and it's absolutely. Special. And you know, the, the, I feel like there's no such thing as weird air quotes weird you well, know air I, I just, quotes weird you're right because so if there's a weird then there has to be something that we're comparing it against yeah. then what's normal like right. seriously exactly i mean i think we can all I, okay so 
let's go back to that because that's a very it's just exceptional weird so I think we could all agree that we could all define like weird if I was to say to you let's say we're walking along and we see somebody along the street and they're wearing um I don't know they're wearing a pumpkin suit on Valentine's Day okay and they're saying happy valentine's day we go that's kind of weird <laughs> well, that's kind of yeah, weird initially, i mean they're, they're they're in like pumpkin outfit yeah happy that's weird well initially but one could then argue well maybe his valentine is obsessed with pumpkins and he's dressing up to imp- right. impress so we need, more, we need more information we need more information yeah but, but i feel like that's always the case we always right. always more information, information. Yeah. Always more information, but that, that's, you know, from the get-go, it's just a little weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that goes back to our judging and then we're trying not to judge so much. But, you know, let me go back to what we talked about last week. And we were talking about The Bachelorette. And one of the things I loved that we both loved about Gabby is that she was her own person. She was unlike most of The Bachelorettes yeah. on these shows, right? Yeah. Because she wasn't all about her she really wasn't all about her looks and the way that she showed up. And you could just, you just knew that she was just quirky and funny and she loved the skin that she was in and she just let it be. And that was such an attractive quality. It made me love her more and more as the show went on. Same. And, and to be honest, I think that's probably what Clayton loved about her too. Yeah, I would agree. So that's a perfect example of that. That just kind of came to mind. Yeah. Okay. What's the second one? Don't get involved in petty nonsense. Yes. Sometimes yeah. this takes a while for, for people to learn how to rise above it, I guess. Absolutely. And I do feel that there are people out there who just really like to argue. Well, yeah. Or thrive on drama. Thrive on drama, argue, have a difference of opinion, just, just to sort of light shit up sometimes. Right. Well, yeah, because Yeah. Like it's almost like they have nothing else going on or no yeah. other, <laughs> just it's, not. Yeah. I had a neighbor entertainment like for them a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel, I yeah. feel like there's people out there like that. And I also feel there's people out there who don't know when to just allow differences of opinion yeah. and let, and let that let sort be. of be, That's fine. yeah, it, we don't have to win everything. We don't no. have to have the world agree with us on everything. Right. We don't have to um, argue the point till it's dead in the water. And then we've created such bad energy. Yeah. I think that's such an unattractive quality yes. to have. And it turns people off. Yeah. And it shows that, look, I think the energy is always like, you're wrong and I'm right. And I'm going to sit here and talk to you until you, until you admit that. Until you, and then who wants your, to be yeah. around that? Right. Exactly. It's so, it's exhausting. And I feel like myself working in the adolescent space, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm constantly, constantly talking through this kind of stuff. Um, you know, friendships ending over just ridiculousness. And it's like, absolutely. and I, I tell, I try to tell them like, you know what, let's just, let's just shut your eyes and fast forward 10 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is know? this going to be important next week or next month? No, exactly. you know, and usually there's so many other things going on. And I think a lot of times, you know, as we can peel back layers is needing to be right is underlying, there's underlying issues of when were you not heard? Yeah. And we can get into a lot of stuff. Well, why is it so important for you to be right? Does it like, what's going to change in the world if you get this one person to agree with you and say that, that they agree with you? Like, so what changes? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. One more person in the world agrees with you. That actually reminds me, I did an IGTV, oh my gosh, probably two years ago now. And I think the title was 
uh, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, right? I don't need to be right because yeah. honestly, the, those of us who feel that we're right about something it's like we're trying are to pretty prove cool. Something. Not be like we know or we know we feel right. And it's right. not about a right, wrong thing so much. I feel very confident in how I feel about the subject. And I'm going to continue to feel that way no matter right. how you feel. Right. And I'm going to respect the fact that you don't feel that way and you you feel as confident about your position. Yeah. And I'm cool with that because your opinion and my opinion don't ruin anything for each other. No, they can coexist together. They can the coexist room. together and yeah. more, more mutual respect. And I think if we operated as humans in the world a little more in that energy space, it just, you know, I've never thought about that. And I didn't have that perspective, but I want to know more about why you think that, because maybe I can learn something. Exactly. And that's having that mentality, like that growth mindset is huge, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to do a 180 and completely change my perspective. I mean, right. I don't know, maybe it could, who knows, maybe there's and, something and, that I'm missing out on. And I just did, I wasn't, you know, familiar with in, in having this conversation has enlightened me, but yes. the fact that, you know, being open to listen to the other side yes. is, the, is the key there as a starting point. And just imagine if you're just, if you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people and you, and you happen to know you have that like two friends and they're definitely, and you know, going in like, oh gosh, we invite these two people to the party. Cause they're like really on opposite ends of the spectrum on something. Can you imagine everybody waiting for like world war three to happen when these two, when, when something happens and then they actually sit there and they go, oh, wow, I didn't. Well, tell me more about your position because you know what? I, I completely feel like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, but uh, I would love to hear how you came to your conclusions and why you feel the way you do. The whole room would be like, what? <laughs> like yeah. what? Wow. Like that's so mature and that's so attractive. Yeah, exactly. That's, that people were willing to put down their, their boxing gloves to learn and grow and try to understand that is such an attractive quality. Right. And Absolutely. I think it would in, in partnerships and relationships, if someone shows up and says, well, I, I completely disagree, but I love you. So you've got some sort of knowledge that I need to learn. What, tell me, tell me why you feel your, you know, the way you feel, you yeah. would be like, oh, well, thank you. Like, yeah. thank yeah. you for knowing that, you know, maybe I'm not a, you know, a dumbass and I might have a good opinion <laughs> on this. Right. So, um, where a lot of people just say, no, you're wrong. And yeah, they shut you down and that just doesn't feel good ever. Right. So yeah. very, very attractive quality that when somebody, um, uh, doesn't get involved in petty arguments and petty nonsense. It just is insignificant at the end of the day. Right. Absolutely. So the next one is remember the finer details. Yeah, oh, like so this yeah, this is, I learned the art of this when I was in sales. Ah, I was just going to say my husband's really good at this and he's in sales. Oh, and you're <laughs> right. Because yeah. you talk to so many people and yeah. You know, when you have these great conversations and when you're talking to people, I, I would always have these little index cards. Yeah. And when I would go meet with somebody, I would write down the things I would learn, like if they had a dog or what their family was like, or something was coming up or some sort of something that happened in the conversation, I'd have these little note cards and I would remember that about them. And so whenever I would call them or on, you know, uh, get in touch with them the next time, and I would just bring it into the conversation, they were like, What? Like they remember that, that we had that conversation and it actually becomes a little bit of a habit. It's just really like putting some of those details with relationships kind of into your long-term memory, yeah. but it does 
it does like when you, that happens and somebody remembers something about you from a long time ago and brings it up and that makes you feel really good. And it does make them like a more attractive person because they actually are seemed a little more invested in, you know, the relationship or the interaction that you had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a, it's something that takes a little bit of work. It does. Yeah. And a little bit of effort, but definitely something that I think works tremendously in business for sure. And mm-hmm. even with what you do, like working, you oh, know, yeah. working with athletes and, and, and families and, and remembering small details. Cause I mean, it's sometimes it's difficult to write down everything, but if you do remember and pick up on the little nuances here and there, mm-hmm. and you record them and write them down, not that it has to be talked about that moment, because it's not necessarily pertinent to the moment, but to, to make these notes and, and then sometimes I'll circle back because I'll do the same thing with life coaching. I'll write some things down. I just felt they were interesting, not important to talk about now, but then if I circle back, let's say a month later and said, Hey, remember you were telling me about, you know, X, Y, Z about a month ago. And, you know, that, that is something that like, Oh, you know, wow, yeah. God, we never even talked about that. And you remembered that I was like, yeah. yeah, you know? So again, it's, it does, it does create this sort of deeper connected. Yeah. It's showing them that they're important to you. They're important to you and they matter. Yeah. Yeah. So love that one. The finer details, the nuances um, of of learning about other people and remembering those and and, uh, using them uh, in your Quick life hack for that. Just start a notes, uh, like a section in your notes on your phone. Yeah. You know, I have so many different, like about our neighbors. Like if I meet someone, I'll, you know, jot just a couple things down so that I can remember their names for next time. And if they had a dog and something that the kid liked or whatever, um, it's really simple. And you always have your phone with you. So you can just start to jot notes down in there. I agree. And you know what I'm really, I've gotten worse at, and I admit this is so many times when I'm meeting somebody, I will I will be busy, you know, I'll be busy yeah. in my head or busy going to the next thing. And then I'll get introduced to them and they'll say their names. And like, I'm not really remembering their names. I'm not taking the moment to remember their names. Mm-hmm. And I get so mad at myself because literally two minutes later, I'll go, yeah, same. Dang, what was their name? Yeah. And it's like, I feel terrible because like, I just heard it. What is wrong yeah. with you? I know. So, <laughs> so can you pay attention? <laughs> so I'm trying to do much better in that because just literally, literally, if you met somebody five minutes ago and then you can't remember their name after five minutes, that is definitely failing the finer details. <laughs> yeah, Forget absolutely. about anything about them. Just let's get their name right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so start, start from square one. And I'm definitely somebody who has to do better at square one Yeah, and paying more attention and being present in the moment. And just, I always have to do a word association, like get their names and then do a word association so I can remember their names next time I see them. Yeah. So it's funny. So I'm, I'm back at square one, like don't go to go and collect $200 and at least get the name <laughs> game right. Um, okay. All right. The next number, one. Yeah. Number four, defend the unwanted. I love this one. I love this one too. Yeah. Um, and this is something that you know, I'm trying to instill in my son right now, he's almost four, my daughter's too young, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I always, I want for my kids to be that person yeah. that's standing up to the bully, protecting other people, um, you know, standing up for what they believe in. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. No. And this, this is very strong about defending the unwanted. It's not about just about, you know, uh, 
supporting from afar. It's defending. Yeah. It's no. standing up and saying, Put yourself, hey. Yeah, putting yourself in between the bully and yes. the victim. Yeah. I, I remember um, in high school, <laughs> I was always that girl who would try to break up fights because mm-hmm. I am such no. an anti-violence person. <laughs> like I, <laughs> my whole body starts to shake like, like crazy when I see any sort of violence. Yeah. I don't know why I like the NFL so much, but or hockey or whatever i'm all about violence and sports i guess but but not what it's intended like that's that's, it's a funny thing that's why i don't like boxing Mm because the the whole point of boxing or mma or wrestling is to is to hurt the other person that is the goal of the sport yeah and that's why i can't get behind that kind of stuff with you know because to me that feels like like hurting another person is a goal where in hockey or football is all about scoring points not as like hurting i know that's a crazy thing to say but but no i i see your logic there yeah i mean it's not it's about all about the purpose right and so violence to me and when hurting other people really just has a tremendous effect on me and i just remember being young and just trying to do anything and everything i could to prevent people from fighting and or hurting each other and that's, that's so funny because i was that same person too really but but with violence oh wait 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 <laughs> like you I were would, the violent one i would fight the person like if i stepped in between and was like stop and they kept going right or i felt threatened in any way like i i wasn't afraid to Oh, violent myself in some, oh, wow. in some cases I did have to become violent protect I remember one time protecting my brother I think he was in like second grade and I was in fourth grade I got into a fight with a boy <laughs> I kicked his butt because he was picking on my brother yeah and you know and and I I don't know it's just and playing hockey it's so funny you talk about hockey but like as a defenseman you're always defending the goalie always defending the goalie someone comes in and slashes the goalie or charges the net or sprays them or whatever you're you're facing out towards that you're welcoming that come okay come try it see what happens you know and then I'm there knocking them down or whatever you know just like fighting them out of the crease or or you know I just did it last night I played hockey last night did you really I did. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh, Kim. I nearly died. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> it's the first time in like, well, actually this is my second game. Second time in about two years. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm yeah. so happy. Did, was it co-ed? It is co-ed. Yes. And did Mike go with you? He went, he brought the kids and the kids watched, which okay. was awesome. Cause Declan hasn't seen me play since he was like Blake's age. Well, so now like, we can almost like, you know, he was, it was mesmerized. So, I bet it was so, it was like, I was a celebrity, yeah. like the way he looked at me and I gave him my stick after the game oh. to carry. And it was so awesome. It was, it was the best day ever, oh but it, gosh, it was, it, it. it was excruciatingly painful and tired. How, how sore are you today? I am so sore. So I, sore. I feel like I got in a car accident. Like, I oh just, my gosh. but it was the best. It was so fun. That is and great. I was right back in the mix, you know, yep. right in front of the net, just like clearing people out. Re- ready so- to declare violence. <laughs> but in a defensive way I, I know of course well you know what but hockey channeled some of that for you right I mean you yeah. you that's in you it's like I I mean of course if I was defending I I think I would immediately jump in and, and defend anybody that I loved or even somebody that's I, I you know what I would I would probably jump in and, and do do that now too. I think now as an adult I would be brave yeah. even with a stranger yeah yeah absolutely I just found so myself in some of those situations throughout my life where 
I, I, not that it led to violence every time, but I was definitely prepared for that. If it yeah. did, you know, and my dad always taught us, you know, he taught us to be ready at all times and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So that we weren't sort of letting our guard down and getting, yes, you know, sucker punched or whatever. So I, I would definitely say that I was all, I'm, and still am always ready for that. Ready, ready. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So of course, and that, that, that is such an attractive quality for people that people are not going to put, um, they're, they're, they're going to care enough to stand up and, and actually put action into yeah. supporting somebody else. And especially if they're a stranger or not that, like if you watch somebody do that, that is just, that just makes your heart just. Right. And when you're younger, like a child or even, you know, an adolescence or whatever, that takes extreme bravery. Oh, it does. Extremely. To stand up for the kid that's being picked on. Because now what you're know you're risking, you're risking also being discarded from, yeah, from the friend. But, but knowing that you're willing to risk that because these people need to be stood up for. Wow. So, so great. You know, I love it. Yeah. That's one of my, I think that might be my favorite one. Yeah, it really do. We need more of that actually in the world. We really do. We, we have, we can't be so fearful and we just have to gently not, we don't have to be like be grand about it. We just have to gently show up. Yeah. And that comes with, you know, what we've talked about before being confident in your own skin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Being comfortable being alone. I like this one too. (laughs) Oh, I, I, this is so me, Mm -hmm. you know, so loving who you are is such an attractive quality. And there's so many people out there that really don't like alone time. They always have to be busy, always have to be entertained, always have to have something to do because being alone in their, their own place, you know, just with themselves it uh, doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I think that's a good indication of maybe needing to, to start doing quote the work, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're uncomfortable sitting in your own thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. There's something there. There's, you know, there's something maybe a little bit deeper there. Um, Absolutely. That needs to be investigated and kind of worked through. Because mm-hmm. um, you're in a relationship with yourself for your entire life. Yep. If there's anyone that you should feel comfortable being alone with, it's yourself. Yeah. And if you're not, I think that's it's a good I you know indication of needing to lean into that and you know kind of work through, figure it out a little bit. Absolutely. And and how well is a relationship going to go? Any relationship you have, if yep. you don't have it, the basis of it all is really liking who you are exactly you know and you can't really like who you are unless you get to know who you are and you can't get to know who you are unless you spend quiet time with yourself and really do the work right and I think of relationships as like puzzle pieces that go together right just complementing each other perfectly they fit together but how are you going to know what your complement is if you don't know who you are yourself what you like, what you don't like, you know, all of those types of things. So I think, yeah, you know, who you are out there, you know, who you are, you know, at the concert or at the restaurant or at the game or, you know, any of the other social activities, you know, you know, who you are out there because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're getting the feedback and you feel comfortable there, but then you come home and it's just like, it's just me. Right. Oh, well, okay. Let me, let me, let me go distract myself. So I don't have to spend time yeah. figuring out who this is. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think a lot of us get lost in that when we do, um, you know, I can remember 
and we've talked about this before, as I go back and I look at my life earlier on and when I was like, you know, went to school and then, you know, was hustling to get the career going and hustling to do this. And I just felt like I was always on the, like the go, go, go. And, and I never even stopped to consider me or, and if I was alone, it was more like I was busying myself all the time. So it wasn't, even, it didn't even occur to me. I guess that's what I'm getting at right now is it didn't even occur to me that I should get to know myself in the quiet moments. Yeah. You know, until, you know, you and I talked that like, then I started to recognize that there is a whole, there's a whole learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a whole person that I'm living with my whole life, which is me that I don't know well enough. Yeah. I don't ask her enough questions. I don't question her enough. I, I just, we just go everywhere and do everything, and, you know, in a sort of a very busy, busy fashion. Yeah. And, you know, when you and I started doing the work and we got to slow down and, and I think what really helped me is when you start doing a lot of the reading and the um, looking into the soul questions, like, who am I, you yeah. know, why am I here? What is my purpose? What are, what matters to me? What, what makes me happy? What brings me joy until you actually start sitting quietly with those questions. You really don't know. Yeah. You know, so super, super important. Yeah. It's uncomfortable at the beginning, but Mm -hmm. you know, like they always say, once you get on the other side of discomfort, that's where the magic happens. So, and when it comes back to the attractiveness about that is it's really attractive to be in a relationship with somebody who it's totally happy being in their own skin and their own doing their own thing. And they don't need to be entertained. They love who they are and they do not require entertainment in order right. to feel at peace. I always go back to the perfect wedding date. Who's the perfect wedding date? Meaning who can you take to a wedding where you know everyone, but that person knows no one and they'd be totally fine. Right. Totally fine. <laughs> I don't know if I, I, I don't really, I don't know. I, I don't know if I do, I do so well. I need to know at least one person, <laughs> but that's my whole thing with like, I love who I, I, I love my own time so much that sometimes I don't want to go out into the big world if I don't know anybody. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable for me because I don't like small talk, but, but you know um, that about yourself at least. I know exactly. But no, I, I, I think I'm cool sitting over here by myself, but um, <laughs> it's, 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 that's interesting. Uh, thing to think about, but no, so it's very, very attractive quality that people love who they are living in their skin and, and um, actually find peace in being alone. Right. So what about the next one? That makes you that makes you way more attracted to another person <laughs> when you actually have words. <laughs> so the next one is recognize and validate the good in others. Yes. So that's such an important thing because a lot of times everyone's about me, 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 right? And it's like, oh, guess what I did? And guess what this is about me and that about me. And like, you know, at some point that gets like, okay, like we love you, but enough about you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it's really important to just like, always be sort of like purposefully and intentionally, like you, we think it, we, we think in our heads all the time, we see things in others all the time that we're like, God, that's so great. I love how they're doing that. Or I love how they shut up for this or how they engage in that, like all sorts of, we see it and we think it in our head, 
But lots of times we don't then just verbalize with the person like, hey, I'm proud of you. Or, you know, that's so I'm so cool what you did to your house. Or I'm so proud of you for fi- finishing up the semester at school. Like you did it. Like it just, we sometimes just hear what they're doing, but we don't comment on it, you know? And I, I wonder why that is, right? Why, why don't we sometimes? Is it, what do you think? I don't know. I, I wonder this too all the time because the same can be said with like um, when you're talking or, you know, just encountering a stranger. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, say the um, woman at the checkout line in the grocery store who is checking you out, right? Say she has like a really cool nail polish color. Right. Tell her. Yeah. You know, I started doing that and, um, and you can really see on their face how it just completely makes their day. And I know it too, because if a stranger says something to me, like compliments me about something or like, Hey, I really like your bag. Where did you get that? Or your pants are so cool. Like, I really like hearing that. It makes me feel good. I agree. And I think it just has to be sort of a, a conscious, again, a conscious, intentional, uh, new habit, you know, that, that we create as we always talk about our habits is. We just have to like, oh, I thought something positive that's that would probably really belong nicely <laughs> um, on that person's conscience if I actually said it to them, right? As opposed to just thinking it. And so, you know, again, the opposite of if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. But if you have something really nice to say, please say it. Please well, share I it. Feel, I feel like we're so <laughs> quick to, sh- to speak negative things. Why? I know. About ourselves or about other people, but it, you know, we'll keep that positive stuff to ourselves. And I'm trying to think of why. I think for me, before I started to like be really open with people about that, I, maybe I was just nervous. Mm-hmm. Like I, maybe I was nervous to like, I don't know, what are they going to think if I compliment them? Are they going to think I'm st- like, I'm weird or I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like why my younger self didn't do it more often. Yeah. I, I don't understand either. I think maybe it just has to do with maybe we, um, it could be, I, you know, there's not one reason there. Right. I, maybe we're just, maybe people think we're manipulating them, you know, maybe. And, well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because we've talked about complimenting people before on here, Yes. but the one thing that they, the, this author uh, mentions here is when people do it to manipulate. Yes. And that's not something that we've talked about, but I, well, I, yeah, it's too many. Cause yes. And I, there are so many examples that I see in life where you can see, where you can totally see somebody's saying something to get something. Yeah. You know, and you know, sometimes you do as a joke, like, like, you know, flattery will get you everywhere or like, Oh, that you just, you know, you just want a free, whatever, a free massage or whatever. Like sometimes we can be jokey with it and fun with it. Like, yeah, I saw you do that, but that's cool because that was kind of cute. But then there's the other side, which is really like, there's somebody, there's somebody I know specifically. So I'm just trying not to, there's somebody I know specifically that does this all the time and it's just so unattractive it makes Mm. them look so unattractive because they see it coming and it's just part of their regular repertoire of communication and it just it's icky yeah it is icky it's icky the thing that comes to my mind is like I mean not always obviously but like you know like that that kind of sleazy guy who's hitting on you at the bar (laughs) hundred <laughs> percent it's it's icky like that it's icky like gross guy at the bar 
Uh huh. Yeah. So I, and I, you know, and that might be an interesting subject to dive into later is why, why do we afraid to show up in this really positive space for, and, and, and with our words, right. Using our words to share positive things. That might be something to dig more into it. There, there's probably many, you know, five, you know, maybe five reasons or so that we, that we tend to do that, but that would be, that might be something you should dig yeah. into more. So, yeah. So, but again, recognizing and validating others, um, makes them feel good yeah. telling them and that makes their day. And also again, you know, when we pour into others, others see that as an example, and then that's a ripple effect, you know, and then, right. Oh my God, I got to, you know, and then, then maybe they'll pour it into someone else during the day. Cause it felt so good to them. So the more we do it, I think, uh, the better off we are as, as a human race. Yes. What's the next one? So number seven, let your actions advertise your greatness. And I'm a, a huge fan of this. You know, I, I'm always kind of like actions speak louder than words type mm-hmm. person. And maybe that's because um, I've always been like my leadership style is uh, lead by example mm-hmm. um, rather than vocal. I mean, I have a little bit of the vocalness too, but I, I've always just been a leader by example. And I, I think that this is, there's a lot of truth behind this. And I think, you know, because kind of like what we just talked about, people can say anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> your actions, what you're actually doing speak way louder than your words. And, and I, I, you know, where I always, um, think about this, this, the bucket of when you are giving up your time and your money to some sort of a cause, I'm always about like, I hope that you're doing that because you really want to give, but lots of times people will do it so they can tell other people that they're doing it mm-hmm. and philanthropy and just like, Oh yeah, you know, it's almost like it's a competition or I did this. Like, aren't I a great person? Like whenever you're trying to shine a light on yourself, like, aren't I great? I always feel like, it's, you know, that's, that's not what we want to do and not how we want to show up. We, w- we don't want to shine the light on our greatness because that's advertising our greatness. We want just, if people find out what we're doing, do, do things in life because it's what you truly want to do. It makes your heart full. Uh, it, it, it speaks to who you are as a human being. Do the things, but you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing. Just do it. You yeah. Know? Just, just do it. Yeah. yeah, just do it. It reminds me of that episode of Friends. Were you a Friends person? Did you watch Friends? Oh, of course. <laughs> Remember that one episode where uh, Phoebe's trying to find the ultimate act of um, like kindness uh-huh. that, that she isn't getting something in, re- in return? Yes, yes. <laughs> she, she finally, she thinks she finally finds it. And she's like, I let a bee sting me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> And, uh, and Joey was like, well, you know, that when, once a bee stings you, it, it dies. And she's like, <laughs> oh my God, Phoebe's yeah. the best. She's just she the best. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love her so much. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. So just, you know, be your best self. Always, um, just let your light shine naturally. And, you know, and that, and that's just, that's just humbleness. That's just humbleness, mm-hmm. confidence and, and humbleness. And, and I think whenever we see people you know, quote unquote, tooting their own horn. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's, it takes away from their attractiveness. It's right. like, you know, please, you know, and, and not that it doesn't mean you can't share great news. You can't share like, Oh my God, this happened to me. Today. I'm so excited. I, I, I took that test and I studied so hard and I, I, I got a 95 on it. And like, yes, celebrate. Yeah, that's yes. Great. That's, that's not, that's a totally different thing. Um, it different would be like, um, I used to be this person. This is like, I'm 
I'm not telling on myself. Okay. So I used to be the really weird person in school who wanted to have the highest A. The highest A. So like a. percentage. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, oh, so, you know, the teacher's up in the front of the room, like, okay. So we had four people that got an A on this exam and the highest person was a 99. I'm like, I better be that person. Like, you know, like who's the bitch that got who beat me. Right. So it was weird. I had this really competitive thing about getting like the best grade and I, it lasted for a couple of years. And then of course I gave it up at some point because it was, I realized it was stupid, but if you were to say, yeah, I, I got an A on the exam and I also was the highest A in the, you know, that just is like, okay, too much girl, too much, right? Now, <laughs> you know, it, is, it didn't need to go that far, you know, great, great job. You got the A. And I, and I used to do that. And I, it, I just feel like I must've had some sort of competitive nature with trying to prove something that I was super smart. I must've had some sort of insecurity with that at some I was point. I going to say, it's not that weird. There's, I mean, you're not alone in that. No, I know. I know I didn't invent that, but it's, when I look back at, on it now, I'm like, ah, that was a lot. That was just too much. Right. So anyway. Okay. So the next one is embrace your quirkiness. <laughs> so as we say this, you know, quirky people, you're, you know, if you're a quirky person, you're going to get a lot of looks of like, yeah, like what's up with you, right? <laughs> like that's a little off, but that's okay. Just make sure that if you love those little nuances about yourself, that are just a little quote unquote quirky. And there's, I guarantee you, there is a host of people that find that to be one of the most attractive qualities that you have that oh, sets yeah. you apart from other people. And like, it, it's probably one of the things that makes them love you more than other people, because it's just so unique and, and no one else is like you. And I just, I can't find another person like you. And I just love you so much. So I've got a few friends like that, where I just, I laugh at them and I laugh with them and they're just the most quirky, funniest people. And I all, and I find myself sometimes actually, um, wishing that I could, I feel like quirky people are really at home with who they are. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, sometimes I wish like, God, I wish I could be that comfortable being a little quirky, you yeah. know? Um, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a hugely attractive quality, um, mm -hmm. to have, you know, is to own that. Like, uh, Gabby. From like we talk about Gabby. Exactly. Yeah. Gabby was quirky. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, you know, so um, embrace your quirkiness, you know, and, you know, yeah, don't well, manufacture it. Don't, don't manufacture no, your quirkiness, no. but yeah. But, you know, yeah. Embrace it because it's what makes you unique, which is what makes you special. Because like you said, there's no one else in the world like you. And mm -hmm. I can say that my husband is the first person I have ever been with that I have felt a hundred percent comfortable just being my full self. Cause I, I've got some quirky habits for sure. Oh, yeah. but I've always hidden them from yes. the people that I've been with. Exactly. Um, I haven't yeah. had to hide them from him and he loves me. <laughs> and, 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 but that is, that's like, when we talk about that is like, that's when you know, you found your person, right? Yeah, when you, sure. when you know that you can show up authentically who you are and it's great. They love all the parts, like, and yeah. all the judging you did and all those years about yourself that I can't do this and I can't show up here and I got to hide this and I got to, you know, edit that. 
you don't when you're with the right person. No, you don't. And you I don't, I can't emphasize that enough. I had a friend who just went through a, a pretty bad breakup and he said to me, why do I have to be so weird? And I was like, excuse me. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. I said, embrace that. You're just, you know, all of that stuff that you're calling weird, quote unquote, is uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And that makes you special. And someday you're going to find the person who comes in and loves every single that. part of that, right? All that. That's yeah. what they're looking for. That's their perfect compatibility yeah. partner, right? Yeah. And, and it I sounded and, like he yeah. wanted to like change things about himself because, you know, and I, I just, that hurts my heart so much to hear that, you know, embrace that stuff. Don't hide yeah. it from people. Absolutely. And again, it's, if, if you enjoy that about yourself, now, if you don't enjoy that about yourself authentically, and you've got a few things you want to change. Okay. That's, that's a different thing. But if you really like who you are and you enjoy that, and most of the people who in your, in your life do love that about you, yeah. it's just about, you know, if you're looking for a life partner, or, you know, wife, husband, whatever, you just got to stick, stick to it until yeah. that, that person that you're meant to be with who loves all of that comes your way. And exactly. we've seen that so many it. examples of that in life. You know, you just got to be patient uh, with that because you don't want to change who you are to attract something that's now going to be attracted to something that's really not who you are, because exactly. eventually that's going to wear off and then that's it's not going to be a match. It's right. not going to work. Yeah. Exactly. It's like when you think about puzzle pieces, have you ever tried to like, you, you think the puzzle piece is the right one and you you're smashing it in there. Yeah. You're smashing it in there. Yeah. And it's, it's close enough, work, but you, you might be that person that's like, no, I made a fit. Yes. It, fits. See, it works. It but fits. eventually <laughs> the puzzle is not going to come together because you smashed yes. the wrong piece in the wrong spot. Exactly. Perfect. I love that analogy. It's great. <laughs> Off. So embrace your quirkiness. Awesome. Yeah. What's the next one? Number nine, don't hide your darkness. So darkness sounds like it's evil, but that's not what darkness is. The darkness are our shadow parts, right? So our shadow parts are what the darkness is that we talk about. And our shadow parts are the parts that we, um, that we are afraid to show that we hide, that maybe we have some shame around that. Maybe we have some insecurity around. Maybe it's go ahead. Yeah. our, Our flaws. We think our flaws. flaws. Yeah. There are flaws that we have self just, you know, decided these are our flaws that, you know, and so there's a, there's a whole negative energy around our shadow side and we all have it, you know, mm-hmm. and they're the things that we're working on, the things that we say, Oh, I need to work on. That. I need to be better at that. I need to show up a little more in this direction on that. And that's, um, that's part of who we are as humans. And, 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 you know, when we show our shadows and say, I'm here, they are, and I'm working on them. It allows other people to say, Oh, here's my, here are mine too. Right. We're all in this um, journey together to grow and to identify, you know, the shadow and the light and to continue and the shadows there to, to work on for, for a reason. Right. So don't hide it. Don't push it down. Don't ignore it, embrace it, look at it, make friends with it. And, and really, I, I just can't say this any other way. If we hide our own shadows and we don't show them and share them, express them and talk about them with other people, that other people, we discourage other people from showing up and talking about theirs. And isn't that how we grow is by unpacking the shadows? Well, right. Because otherwise 
what are you putting out there that you're perfect? Yeah, you're perfect. Ew. And well, and no, and there's no such thing. Yeah, right? there's no but such thing. Like what you just said, like if you are putting out there that you're perfect and there's absolutely no way that you can improve any further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's going to want yeah. to I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm fully cooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I think that's really, really important is, and people, you know, it's, it's, we're not talking about misery loves company here. What we're talking about is human loves human. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to know as, as a um, collective that we're all working on things and we're all uh, recognizing that it's okay not to be perfect. And that's really the essence of it. It's, yeah. it's okay not to be perfect. In fact, it's desirable not to be perfect. And, yeah. you know, and we're, when we're in relationship with, with others and we're having a bad day, let's say ourselves, I, this is kind of a weird thing to say in a, in a weird, in a sense, but sometimes when we're having a bad day and somebody else is having a bad day as well, it's almost like, okay, we're together on this, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it almost is like, we have community around the fact that, okay, we're both having a rough day. And I, how can I support you? You know, how can I, you know, how can I, uh, you know, can I help you? Can I, you know, reciprocating that, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it just kind of, feels good to know that you're not alone in that. Yeah, absolutely. So do not hide our darkness because it is part of being human. And then the very final one, the very last one, hold something back. So, wow. So when I think of this one, because I'm in the dating world, um, I always, that's what they always say with dating is don't, don't put it all out there in the first, you know, (laughs) month, you know, don't show them all the gifts all in the first month. Um, Hold something back. Be because, you know, now I'm going to talk about men and women. If we're talking about men relationships, they always say like men love the chase, right? Mm. They love the chase. And what are they chasing? They're chasing. I want to know more. She, she, she gave me some, but I want more. I want, I want to learn more. I want to, I want to, investigate more. I'm, I, I love what I'm seeing, you know, but if you, if you give it all, you know, up front, and that's just not only in romantic relationships, then we're not really, I don't know, again, we're not holding something back that allows people to get more curious about us and want to know more about us and want to lean in and spend more time with us because they feel like, gosh, every time I, I'm with them, I, I feel like, we go into these great conversations or we, we, we have these great um, conversations or we have these great experiences or whatever. And I always leave feeling like, wow, I really enjoyed my time with that person. And it didn't feel the same as it always feels like with maybe some of my other friends where some of those relationships are maybe a little more predictable. And, and there's comfort in that too, actually, as I'm thinking about it, right. That the relationships that are solid and predictable, I mean, there is comfort in that, but I, you know, this one is interesting in the sense that for me, it's like, it almost feels like manipulation sometimes when you have to start consciously thinking about what you're giving and not giving. And I don't like to be in that energy, mm-hmm. you know? So it, this one is a little tricky for me just because I get the concept of don't give it all, mm-hmm. but also it's like, now you start editing how you're giving, you know, which is a little bit of work and whatnot, but I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think I'm rambling at this point. You're not holding anything back. <laughs> I'm not holding anything back. I'm leaving nothing. I just, cause it's funny because right now in my mind, I'm like, 
all these different thoughts are popping into my head about, well, in this scenario, I think it's great to not hold anything back, but in that scenario, it's, and then it's my whole head, my mind goes crazy. And then I have to like back it up. So but, I, um, on, I went on a date a long time ago before I met my husband and mm-hmm. I, I had actually just broken up with somebody else. And so this was, I like sort of forced myself to go on this date, just mm-hmm. sort of like, I don't know, put myself out there and just move on. Right. Uh, right. Oh my God. It, I talk about not holding anything back. This, <laughs> I, I, I maybe spoke five words the whole time we were out to dinner. Like he was just nonstop rambling oh. about and like jumping from topic to topic. It's like he would be speaking and what he said reminded him of another story. And then he would go off on this other tangent. And it was just like, like, I literally, I couldn't even get a laugh oh. in. I couldn't get like, I could barely say, excuse me, I have to go to the restroom <laughs> to get up. Wow. And go to the like it was, it was horrible. Horrible. Oh, I was on a date with himself and you were was. just sitting there. <laughs> Literally what I felt like. I was like, let's yeah, exactly. That's what I felt. oh my gosh. To, go, like, to another place after dinner. And I was like, yeah, I'm you know I'm, I'm I think I've learned everything I need to learn. And you <laughs> held nothing back, and there's no nothing here attractive that I'm willing no, to follow up with. Go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. But yeah. thank you so much. Uh, since you yeah. took yourself on a date, you can pay for the whole thing. Exactly. Um and I think the why I got in my head a little bit was I I kept thinking about the conflict I have when I'm out dating on this because I am such a communicative, open-hearted person. And I'm very naturally curious. And mm-hmm. I struggle with like this whole idea of like, because I'm I'm very nurturing and I'm very this and that. And I say, oh, no, no, you can't give it all. You can't show up and be everything. And, and you know, you got to hold back. I'm like, oh, God, it feels like a manipulation. It just feels like, why not? Why can't I give everything? Don't they, they should see who I am. But the more I learn and the more I listen and the more I, I um, try to understand this dating energy <laughs> is it does appear that it is a little more um, interesting. I'm going to use the word interesting um, and to be with somebody who leaves you a little bit more hungry for more, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so I've learned that to be the truth. And I now sort of just try to operate in that space. And it takes effort. Let me tell you, it takes effort. <laughs> so that, you know, right there, those are, are the, the 10 sort of qualities that really don't have anything to do with our, our outer shell, our bodies, our, our physical features, 10 ways that we can become so much more attractive as a human being to other people to uh, help to grow and build relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope that you loved it and you you can do a little self-assess on that and no, take from it what works for you and to pour a little more effort into ourselves and trying to be as attractive as possible as, as an energy, because the more that we do, in terms of who we are and, and the and the things that we do and the things that we say, not just what we look like, that energy vibrates at such a high level that that is bound to just bring you so much, so many more blessings when we shift into that piece. Yeah. So thank you for being with us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We really hope that you enjoyed this whole conversation on how we can become 
a much more attractive person. And in a really quick uh, recap, it's just really about being willing to do your own things, even if, you know, it's not a popular thing, you know, not trying to just fit in. It's very um, unique and you should hold on to that. It's a great quality. And, you know, stay away from getting involved in petty nonsense. You know, we don't have the energy for that. It's not attractive and it's really not necessary. Um, being, you know, detail oriented and remembering small things about other people and being able to, you know, connect that in, you know, conversations, uh, in the future, you know, it's paying attention and being present with people and, and remembering, you know, things that are important that they find important. So you can, you know, continue to, um, have conversations about it. Uh, there's a lot of people in the world that need, you know, support and, and being able to defend people when they are in need of support is a very attractive quality. And when you see people do it, it's, you know, we always admire those types of people and, you know, we should all sort of try to lean into doing what we can in that area. Um, not because it just makes us more attractive, but because it's the right thing to do. Uh, being comfortable in being alone because we are who we spend our entire life with. And those that you um, look at who just really love themselves and are good being alone and, you know, they, they have a, a, a really a good self-appreciation, a good healthy ego, healthy ego about, you know, loving who they are. That's what we're all striving to do. That's where we're doing the work, right? So really being comfortable being alone, recognizing and validating the good in others, not just thinking it, but actually sharing it and saying it. We need to also allow what we do out there in the world show who we are. We don't need to say it and convince people and, you know, wear it on our, you know, on our chest as a sign. We just need to let our actions show who we are. And, and that's it. It's simple. And it's, it's a humbleness, right? And humbleness is such a beautiful quality. If you're a quirky person and you're a little offbeat and um, that's what you love about yourself, oh my goodness, it is so attractive. For people, It's it shows you're comfortable in your skin. You love who you are. And kind of going back to that, you know, that piece of that, that, that inner confidence, you know, so embrace your quirkiness and the things that make you different and unique. It's what makes you special. Um, and of course, as human beings, we have light and we have dark and we embrace our light and we continue to make it lighter and brighter and our dark spaces, our, our shadows, our things that we need to work on. We all have them and we shouldn't try to hide that we don't. We're all human and, and that's part of the journey. That's part of the work and why we're here. So don't hide it, embrace it, talk about it, share it. Um, and really have community in that, you know, we share our light. We need to share the the, the pieces of us that aren't perfect because it helps all of us feel better. And, you know, this not holding, not giving everything up front, holding some things back, um, letting people become more curious about us uh, and more interested in us because they, they want to know more. So we don't give it all and share it all up front, you know. So we, we kind of pace ourselves, I guess, in, the, in a sense. And in what we're sharing with others and when you think about that as a po in reference to how we see others we do like it when we we meet with somebody and we get to know people and we're like oh 
gosh, I really, I really enjoy that person. I want to spend more time with this person. I want to know more about this person. It really makes them look more attractive to us, right? So that's it in a nutshell. We hope you really enjoyed uh, this whole um, talk today. I know I did, and it gave me some things to reflect on in terms of, you know, how am I doing in terms of how attractive I am? And it's always good to, um, you know, check in on that. So we hope you have a beautiful day. And as always, if you love what we're doing, please hop on over to iTunes and and uh, rate and review us and always always share us with friends and family and anybody who think that you think might enjoy the show thank you so much bye-bye